Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Epic Real Estate Investing, the place where we meet each and every week, six days a week, in fact, to help everyday people escape the rat race using real estate. So just thanks for listening to the show. Stay connected here with us by hitting the subscribe button on the podcast. Stay connected with us on Instagram at Epic Real Estate and we're on YouTube. You can catch us there by going to epicrei.tv where the video versions of the podcast are uploaded every week as well. Alrighty, right now I'm traveling with my family, taking a short break after the Epic Intensive. We just ran the final cash flow conclave. It was an amazing event. And next year's intensive is now on the calendar. So you want to save the dates, January 24th, 25th, and 26th. We'll be switching up the theme to Epic Lead Machine. I don't know if that's the official title, but we're going to talk be talking about everything marketing, everything lead generation, where we'll be sharing everything that we do over here to find the deals no one else is finding. So that's January 24th, 25th, and 26th, and that will be held in Las Vegas. So save the dates, and I'll let you know as soon as registration opens. As always, the first 50 people to register will be admitted in for free, so keep your eyes and ears open for that announcement. Alrighty? So today, since we're traveling, I wanted to play an encore of one of my more favorite episodes, one of my more favorite interviews here on Thought Leader Thursday. So uh, please help me welcome back to the show for an encore performance, wholesaling stud, Mr. Max Maxwell. Hey there, rock stars, epic investors, badasses, you asked for it, so I just wanted to jump in here really quickly to let you know that you got it. And what I mean by that is the Epic Real Estate Investing Show right here is going to go 100% audio, effective immediately. For one reason or another, most of you, the vast majority of you, prefer the audio versions, and a significant number of you tend to skip over the video versions. So we're just going to go 100% audio here on the podcast. And for those of you that enjoyed the video podcast, don't fret. You can catch them all in their video version glory on our YouTube channel at epicrei.tv. And you can catch summaries and highlights and other cool stuff on Instagram at Epic Real Estate. So the YouTube channel is at epicrei.tv. And you can catch us on Instagram at Epic Real Estate. All right, that's it. Just a quick heads up. Enjoy the show. This is Terrio Media. Hello, I am Matt Terrio of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, and this is Thought Leader Thursday. Today, I'm joined by an entrepreneur and real estate investor. He's been involved in real estate since he was 21 years old when he obtained his North Carolina real estate broker's license. And after a few years in selling real estate as a broker, he became more interested in the investment side of things. A very similar story to mine. 
After studying and learning many methods of real estate investing, he fell in love with wholesaling. So he now owns a growing real estate investing company that has continued to grow. Uh, it's up to almost six figures a month. He's really crushing it. He's still on the journey of obtaining his goal of becoming a multi-million dollar real estate investment company, but he's well on his way. So please help me welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show, Max Maxwell. Max, welcome to the show. Matt, thanks for having me. It's an uh, honor to be on your show, brother. Yeah, you bet. Glad to have you here. You know, before we get into wholesaling and your real estate investing business, I was curious of what people were doing just before they got started and uh, before they got involved in real estate. You know, I was actually in the marketing world, traveling with uh, some some of the top Fortune 100 companies, doing doing some of their uh, their experiential marketing. So I did that all across the country, and uh, that's kind of what I was doing right before I decided to to make that turn. Got it. And w- what made you you change? What made you choose real estate? You know, I just I, I would I, I was never that guy that could be employable. So it it just wasn't it wasn't a long term thing, and I was doing what I was doing. I was making decent money, but it's just I just wanted that freedom again. And real estate presented that to you, of course. Absolutely. When did you realize that you know wholesaling this this is my thing? When I was an actual broker, I, I heard about people doing it, and I never really looked into it because it just sounded stupid. You know, when you're a broker, you don't really have the full education of what real estate really is. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was definitely one of those brokers that didn't venture beyond actual buying helping people buy and sell property. And so I've heard about it when I got my license before. And then when I decided to kind of look into other ways to invest in the real estate, I started researching wholesale and then it just, it just popped out to me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a try. And you know, it, it, it came off pretty quickly. How long has wholesaling been your, your primary strategy then? So a year and a half now, full time. Okay. Super. So, you know, if you're up to almost six figures, you're doing several deals. Yeah, we're doing about eight to ten uh, deals a month now in in North Carolina, and and December was the first month that we broke six figures, um, and we're looking to continue to do that here in uh, January. Hitting six figures inside of your first year for a month, um, what 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 are you accrediting your your fast success to? You only can do so much by yourself. Making twenty thirty thousand dollars a month was great, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I decided that I wanted to scale because if I can do it by myself at this level, I need to scale. So that's when I decided to just kind of create the, like the trainings and stuff that I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. and then go out and hire some help, which I did with with virtual assistants. And, mm-hmm. and man, when I did that, I had some growing pains in the first, but when I did that to relieve some of the tasks that weren't making me money, mm-hmm. it allowed me to do what I do tenfold. Got it. So what were some of the, uh, the tasks that you took off your plate first? Picking up and answering the phones um, just, to, just to listen and qualify a lead was, was very time consuming. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it would be two or three people calling at one time and I just couldn't, couldn't ring in. So I couldn't do it. Um, so I, that was one of the first things I did was that. And then I did a lot of my administrative tasks, pulling my list and, and, and doing the repetitive stuff that had to be done every night. Right. Got it. Yeah, that was, that was something I scratched from my my right away too. <laughs> but you got to do it, you know, and you yeah, got to do a little while before you can train someone to do it effectively. So you have to go through that process. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest mistake you see people uh, make when they're getting involved in the wholesaling? So a lot of people really getting into it right now. And You know, I don't know who's going around and selling it as a get-rich-quick scheme, but it is the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is still moments now I sleep four to five hours a day and that's with a staff of four people. Right. So, you know, it, it, 
you know, one of the biggest mistakes I think people try to do, they do is that they get, they, they get in some training program that's a cookie cutter and they don't actually learn how things work in their County and, mm. and, and where they live, which I think is, I think is the root, the beginning of how to wholesale. You have to learn how your County does tax, how your County does foreclosures, how your County does, you know, things like, uh, you know, code violations and mm-hmm. what's the process, how it works. And I think once you learn that process, you can start to build a business system around how your county works versus somebody that's teaching you in California or Arizona or Texas. You need to learn how your stuff works. Right. Real estate's local, right? Correct. Yeah. And each market has their own little nuances and each county and city, they operate differently. Even the states operate differently. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's fantastic observation. Great advice. Um, once you go from there, once you've got your, your local knowledge, uh, what's first? What, how, how should the business be approached and what should the expectations be? You need to take some time and study the market, you know, kind of understand what home values are. Mm-hmm. You know, what I see a lot of young, you know, wholesalers come into the market, I see what they're doing wrong is they're, they're putting properties on the contract that are nowhere near a deal. And what it's doing is it, it, it kind of gives a bad taste in sellers mouths that you can't perform on your contract because you were just eager to get something under deal. Go learn under somebody first before you start, you know, pumping out, you try to get your own deals, not saying you have to do it that way, but if you're uncomfortable with the numbers, then, then learn from somebody. If there's a, there's another wholesaler in your market that's doing a few deals a month that would love to have you as somebody that's there to learn. Hey man, that's for sure. And come over here. <laughs> yeah. Right. What, what's one thing that you wish you knew when you got started? You know, um, how important it is to, to, to build a good buyer's list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though I'm the type of person that jumps into it, I started, you know, I, I had that beginner's lust. The rookie season was great. First month I made 21 grand. But when you start to understand that buyer's are very, very important to your, uh, to the formula of your business. Mm-hmm. You need to learn to grow that because I'm telling you, once you have a good buyer's list, you're going to be able to sell properties light and speed. What would you say constitutes a good buyer's list? Would you err more on the side of quality or more on the side of quantity? Quality for sure. I mean, uh, you know, having a set number of buyers doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what I, what I try to find is, you know, buyers like you know you, when i started i used to go to the auctions and see people that were buying cash mm-hmm. you know right here at the local courtroom steps and those people i know have to perform in in weeks in a week or seven days after turning that check or that cash that money order to the county so i knew they were active buyers and i was so confident in my skills that if they were buying from the auction they should be able to buy from me at a cheaper price and that's how i pitch to them and says listen if you're buying here you're buying too much just give me an opportunity to show you some stuff that I can bring you. What do you like? Awesome. And then when they tell me what they like, I say, listen, if I find 10 of these in the next couple months, can you buy all 10? And if they say, yes, there goes your guy with half a million dollars. Right. Right. There's your buyer. Yeah. There goes your buyer. You, you get 10 of those. You, you got no problem. So to do the volume that you're doing right now and to be able to find 10 deals for, for someone like that at the courthouse steps, you know, you've got to have a good lead generation system in place. Yeah. What's, where are most of your, what channel are most of your deals coming through these days? When I first started, I was doing mail and I would do it on my own printer. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I would use some mail houses, but I don't mail anymore. I haven't mailed in over a year. 
And so cold calling is one of my number one lead gen sources and we're consistent with it. And I think that's what people give up too quickly. They do anything and they don't see success that quickly. They give up. Mm-hmm. And so we cold call a set number of people every single week. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. We put out a set number of bandit signs every single week. It has to be done. And when you build that, that rapport with sellers, even if you talked to them three months ago, you know how many deals I get that come back down the pipeline because of our follow-up system. Right. And, and, and that's what it is. You build it up front. And then as you keep contacting these people, next thing you know, deals just roll and roll and roll. You know, we, I say if we're doing 10 deals in a month, maybe four to five of them come off of just brand new people we talk to. Mm-hmm. The rest are just somebody we may have talked to the month before, the week before. You know, it just kind of trickles down. The people that you are calling, is there a specific category you're looking for? What type of people are you cold calling? Yeah. So in my county, I learned how the tax system works down to a T. Mm-hmm. And I know when somebody is at that breaking point where they have to do something or they're going to lose everything because we're a tax deed state. And, you know, that's funny. A lot of, as I say that a lot of wholesalers don't know the difference between a tax deed state and a tax lien state. Tax lien state, right. And those things make a big difference. And once you learn how the county works, then you're going to be able to say, OK, I know that at this time or this month, they're receiving this letter, that they're mm-hmm. the most motivated right now. So we rapid call them when they're in that time period. And uh, so you got the tax and then, you know, we have a vacant list. We've created a way to find vacant properties in our in our area that is very efficient. And I've never heard any other wholesaler do it. But, you know, it's just thinking and, you know, just using your brain. So your approach, you, you've um, kind of identified uh, someone that's delinquent on their taxes, mm-hmm. you know, exactly kind of where they are in the process and what there's when their pain is probably peaked. Exactly. What's your approach when you, when you call them? Is it more of a helpful nature? Is it more of a like, you got to get out of this and panic mode? Or what, what's your approach to that phone call? So we've tried several different methods. And I think one that works the best for us is not to mention that they're in that, that financial stress mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference. It probably makes them feel embarrassed. It's just, hey, our cold callers call them and say, hey, you know, um, I'm calling about this house. Don't know if you own it or not, but do you have any interest in selling if you do own it? And they're like, oh, you know, actually I was thinking about it. Bing, we got them. Yeah. And and that happens more often than you think. We just don't mention that that actual pain point because we know it's a fact. We don't need to bring it up. Yeah, the, it's the same answer I give when people ask me about the, how do you talk to probates? I mean, they're dealing with the death and da-da-da. You don't mention it at all. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's, yeah, a random, it's a random call. I know you may have called 700 people today, but to yeah. them, that's a random call. Absolutely. Absolutely. Max, hey, if someone wanted to get in contact with you or learn more about what you do and, and about you, what would be the best way for them to do that? You know, I'm real active on Instagram. I think it's I think it's awesome that I can just reach out and touch people and I can share a split second of my day. So Instagram, you can find me. It's the real Maxwell. And if you're on YouTube, I've also been trying to be more consistent with YouTube and try to put out some content. You can just search Max Maxwell and you can find me there. I'll find you there. Super. That's how I found you. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm glad. I was so, I was stoked when you reached out. I was like, this is real. Is this a spam account? Yeah. No, no, it's real. You're, you're uh, you're, I don't know how your uh, Instagram profile ended up in, in my stream, but I was like, hey, this guy looks cool and went through your stuff and you're the real deal. So Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, you best. Who I like to have on the show is, is the real deal. So it was a pleasure. Let's do it again. Absolutely. When we're going to meet in person, we need to do that. 
for sure, for sure. Absolutely. All righty. Cool. Uh, have a good one, Max. Uh, that's it for here uh, today on the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. I'll see you next week for another episode of Thought Leader Thursday. Take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.